0: Welcome to the North Group podcast. At North Group, we are invited into organizations to influence leadership and organizational behavior. It is absolutely fascinating work. Today, we invite you into one of those conversations. I always look forward to one of my, shall I say, one of my favorite colleagues Gina Breslin. Gina, welcome to our podcast this morning. Gina is the uh, leader of our hiring and talent selection Mm -hmm. area here at North Group. And so I have the privilege of working with she and her team uh, quite regularly as we look for right fit Mm. candidates for our clients. Gina, Mm -hmm. when we're thinking about fit, this kind of elusive idea, why do we always start with the organization itself.
1: Mm. And we do, right? Yeah, absolutely we do. Um, I mean, I think you need to look in the mirror. I think you need to have a clear understanding of your organization and how it behaves. Because if you don't have that picture of your current location, we often use that language, how will you possibly know who or what it is that you're looking for? How will you figure out right fit if you don't know, if you can't describe what it's what it takes to be successful in your organization.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's really cool. And I think one of the things that we maybe haven't talked about enough, I think we would think about it internally, but not so much externally, is when we're talking about this fit, mm-hmm. a lot of times we're talking about, uh, what would some of the terms be? Chemistry, mm-hmm. culture, uh, working environment, mm-hmm. leadership, all these sort of elusive uh, you know, amoeba-like mm-hmm. things. But I think where we need to start uh, in an organization is, are you already right where you want to be with those things, with chemistry, with culture, Mm -hmm, with leadership? mm -hmm. So that would be one question. Are you right where you want to be? Are you almost where you want to be and you want to make sure that the candidate we're bringing into this team helps us to get there? Mm -hmm. Or is there a gap and is it this candidate Mm -hmm. that we're going to ask? to close that gap. We need to answer those questions because all of those questions mm-hmm. speak to the hiring process and what we're looking for, don't they?
1: Absolutely. Are you hiring for conformity or yeah. are you hiring for change? Are you looking to strengthen that current culture yeah. Yeah. or are you looking, like you said, is, is what you're seeking aspirational? It's out there. You haven't arrived yet. And so can this candidate that you're seeking get you to where you want to be?
0: Most of the hiring engagements we have are at some sort of, shall we say, influence level in mm-hmm, the organization. Mm-hmm. They're uh, you know, project manager, mm-hmm. they're a leader of the customer service unit, they're a, a vice president if we get into titles, a sure. CFO, a CEO, a COO. Do you think it's fair to say that whenever you bring a new person into the organization, there is some kind of feel or cultural change that's going to occur? Mm-hmm. Is that fair?
1: Yes, I would agree. And um, I think it's true at Cathy, who's the founder of Chick-fil-A, who says if you hire the right people again and again over time, you'll you'll completely strengthen your culture. Well, I love that, Mm -hmm. but what's right? (laughs) That's what we got to figure out. That's the hard part. So that's
0: why we start with Mm -hmm. the organization, sort of a, we call it current location. Yes, correct. Where Mm -hmm. are you right now? Mm -hmm. And where do you want to be in the future? And are you looking for this person slash position that Mm -hmm. we're bringing in to help you along that roadmap that we're Mm -hmm. drawing together? And if so, what's their role in that? Correct.
1: Yeah. Understanding that's huge. I mean, if we take Chick-fil-A for an example, clearly they their culture, they've got to figure it out. You walk into Mm Chick-fil-A, often you have the same experience. They're very intentional about that, but it takes a lot of work to get there. Mm -hmm. And so that that becomes the starting point, looking in the mirror and understanding, again, your your current location.
0: Once we have some clarity on that between Mm -hmm. us and the client, then we're looking to define basically three areas. Correct. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, For each hire that we're doing. What are those three areas, and what would you say is the relative importance of each of those areas?
1: So three areas, correct. Um, the characteristics, the skills and the experiences okay. of your ideal candidate mm-hmm. most who they
0: are, what they can do and where, and they've, where been, they've been I, kind of absolutely. Okay. That's the language okay. we often use. Right.
1: and uh, most important, most of us get stuck in the experience, the where they've been. you know why, why, why do you think that is? I think um that people get attracted to the experience mm-hmm. side because those folks can speak your language. Mm-hmm. Okay. They come with this technical competence, they can jump right in, and what's not to love about that? And you you start to get into the tactical. Here are the elements mm-hmm. where we need help. I think this person can jump in, but what do we forget about? We forget about the characteristics piece and how behaviors at North Group we say being comes before mm-hmm. doing and how the behaviors of that individual are so much more important.
0: We talk, You and I talk about this Mm -hmm. a lot. We talk about this a lot at North Group, is how do we appropriately value characteristics? Mm -hmm. How do we appropriately value skills, experiences? We can get trapped Mm -hmm. in the experience thing too. Sure. Particularly at the beginning of the process when the uh, letters of interest and the resumes Mm -hmm. and the CVs start to come in. Because at that point, all we have Mm -hmm. is... uh, Essentially a digital paper to look at.
1: Exactly. And it's
0: really hard to see through that Mm -hmm. to what we're actually looking for. And so to some degree, experience on a certain level certainly has value. You're just speaking to its relative importance from a leadership standpoint.
1: Absolutely. There are some non negotiables. For example, if we're hiring a CFO for a multifaceted complex organization. We likely need a, a certain level of education and a certain level of experience. Sure, those are the non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. But Roger, that's the easy part. Yeah, I mean, those are just boxes that you check. Do they yeah. have these non-negotiables? Now, it can get tricky, if you will, or we can, you know, get coerced into thinking other things are more important mm-hmm. when we start to get too focused on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're right; those leadership characteristics, you know, that's that's what influences. Behaviors in an organization.
0: And that's, uh, I think that's why I love being involved Mm -hmm. in the uh, evaluation, if you will, the interview process, but it's also extraordinarily Mm -hmm. challenging because as you meet these folks, they've become sophisticated along the way. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, they've become sophisticated in presenting themselves Mm -hmm in a certain way, Sure. what Mm -hmm. is it that we and our clients would have to work through to see whether, to determine, I guess I would say, whether we're seeing a caricature that Mm -hmm. this person has created Mm -hmm. or whether we're experiencing them the way that their coworkers will experience them in the future.
1: That is such a great question because you are are correct. Some folks just interview well, they've done it a lot. They know they're good at it. Other people, I mentioned before, this idea of speaking our language. We tend to relate more easily with people who use the same communication style that we do, and yeah. so that can be attractive yeah. and trip us up. Mm-hmm. And so, how do we figure out those characteristics? You can't. You can't just ask a candidate, "What are your top most important?" You don't characteristics. think that's a good question? <laughs> I mean, you could ask them. I'm sure they'll tell you something. So let's go on a little. Right. Let's go on a little detour let's do it. here, right?
0: Uh, and this is. A good conversation for those folks mm-hmm. who are listening. So, it, it, Historically, it's a fairly common question mm-hmm. to say, what do you think are your most uh, valuable leadership characteristics? Yes. Would we ask that question? No, we would not. Why not?
1: Because this is just your opinion. And at the end of the day, the the candidate... They're trying to get a job. Yeah. Right? That's their goal. It okay. sits at odds with what we're trying to do. Right. We're trying to figure out if they are a bright fit or if they are the if they align the greatest with this profile that we've created.
0: So, do you think it's actually possible that if you ask that question to a candidate, they might not tell you?
1: Probably not. <laughs> I think they would come up you with mean, something that sounds some pretty up. good. I think they might be tempted yeah, to. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right.
0: I like the one where uh, where some kind of question is asked about, you know, what 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 are the areas of improvement? Yes. Mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. uh, you know most need to be focused on. Mm-hmm. And the most ingenuine answers I think we get mm-hmm. are the ones where they take uh, what are generally perceived as positive characteristics mm-hmm, right. and just flip them on their head. And I would say the most, well, well, you've experienced yes, this, right? Yes, I got
1: one right at the top of Go my ahead. head. Go ahead, what is sure. it, what is it? Well, I, I take on too many things. Yes, yes. yes. I'm such a hard worker, yes, I overdo it. Yes, oh, give me a break. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> right. I'm always the last one leaving yeah, at 7.30 on a Friday are, right. evening, you
0: know, my work ethic yes, really gets nice. in the way. Yes. Or here's the other one, patience.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, I really need
0: to work on patience. Well, tell me more about that. Well, you know, I'm such an achiever. I'm so goal oriented (laughs) that I just sometimes, you know, I get to pressing too hard on these things and maybe Mm -hmm. asking too much of other people. Now, I might dig into that answer. Sure. Mm -hmm. But I find those questions, those answers to those types of questions, to be.
1: Eh. They seem a little self
0: serving. Yeah, they put eh? my antenna yeah, up a, just little a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'd really like to get to is there something
1: you're yeah. actually yeah. working at? Or there's the candidates who can't think of any. I just can't think of anything. Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Because my list is really long. <laughs> yeah, I wake can't, up thinking about it. I just this have no idea what I could, you know, improve upon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun interviewing folks. So sometimes
0: yeah. we are asked, and I think rightly so, uh, you and I have been in a number of. Uh, interview as sessions where we were being interviewed for that organization mm-hmm. to decide whether they wanted North Group mm-hmm. to represent them. Mm-hmm. And they'll often say to us, well, what, you know, what, what makes North Group's process better or mm-hmm. different, you know, mm-hmm. maybe than other people we might be talking mm-hmm. to? Well, of course, we never really feel comfortable or even think we should compare ourselves to other people. Mm-hmm. But we often talk about this uh, I'll put quotes around mm-hmm, the sure. concept of behavioral interviewing mm-hmm, talk sure. about that mm-hmm, a little bit mm-hmm. and what the art and science of that is
1: sure I mean it's essentially what we were talking about you know you can ask people very direct questions and get canned answers okay. um, but the idea of behavioral based interviewing questions is that you're asking situational questions mm-hmm. tell me about a time mm-hmm, when or mm-hmm. describe a situation where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because people can make up stuff yeah. on the canned answer yeah if, if you just ask those more straightforward questions, but if you continue to dig into, you know, in the past, how have you, Mm -hmm. um, for example, we could talk about conflict. So instead of just telling me, you know, how do you approach conflict? You could say, describe a time when you took a person, you took personal accountability for conflict, and you initiated a conversation. What you know? What did you learn? What happened? Um, describe a situation where you had to settle an argument between two mm, people. Mm. What did you do? What was the result? Mm-hmm. Again, what did you learn, or what mm-hmm. would have you done differently? Mm-hmm. So a little bit more reflective. And so the idea of past behavior could be an indicator of how they'll perform or how they'll move forward in the future. Yeah,
0: that's terrific. And as you're going down that path, trying to create a real life, genuine conversation, I find that, that that's better, mm-hmm. but it's not perfect. Correct. Sure. Often I'll mm-hmm. hear a description that somebody gives me of how they handled something and for mm-hmm. some reason it just won't quite ring Doesn't true. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you have that experience. When, when you're in that situation, how do you get past that mm-hmm. how do you mm-hmm. how do you dig into that so I, to speak so i
1: think you're right on i think in that moment you have to trust your gut if you will okay. and dig deeper into that question yeah. so just ask another yeah. ask another layer question uh, to to address whatever it is that's you know causing that or causing that yeah. red flag to to stand
0: you, you know what i find a lot i find and i find this in in our in our uh, our, our coaching mm-hmm. uh, situations too similar is that people will often describe to me Mm -hmm. how they handled a situation. Mm -hmm. And what they're really describing is something that occurred in their mind. Mm. That was their plan, Mm -hmm. but they didn't actually execute it. Mm -hmm. And so I'll often just follow up with a very straightforward question. I'll say, "Wow, that that sounds really artful. Mm-hmm. Did you actually have that conversation, <laughs> or is that the conversation you wish you sure. had, or mm-hmm. is it some combination thereof?" And I find once you get to that point, mm-hmm. and you've you know established some sort of relationship sure. with the, mm-hmm. with the person at that point, they can't quite avoid admitting mm-hmm. that it's not that they were lying. It's just that they're combining Mm -hmm. uh, some plan that they had, some aspiration that they had Mm -hmm. for handling the conversation and the way they... And what I find is people are almost never as direct in person Mm -hmm. as what they're telling Mm -hmm. you they were.
1: That makes me think of an interesting... So when we... We advocate for a very consistent, structured interview process. We're trying to figure out human behavior. And so one of the best ways to do that is to have a structured process step-by-step. And
0: layered interviews. Correct. number of people involved. Yes,
1: absolutely. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, um, if you're not careful, you will have candidates who go on and on to answer one of your questions or on and on with their agenda, the things that they wanna tell you. And as an interviewer, one of the things that you wanna make sure you're doing is learning what it is that you need to know. So what triggered that was I find myself sometimes I'm naturally, uh, I can be a good listener. And so I'm listening and listening and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, 10 minutes have gone by and they're not answering my question. And so I need to be a little bit more bold than maybe I'm comfortable with and actually interrupt them and change the conversation and just kind of stop what they were telling me to move in a different direction so that I'm learning what I want to know, not just what they want to tell me. And
0: Gina, I think that while it may seem rude to you at Mm -hmm. the time and you have a fairly... what sensitive personality, right, maybe sure, analysis, right. they were harder for you to do, but that's more real life type stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Because yes.
0: when that person's going to be, let's say in a leadership team in, in the future, it's very common for you to go on some sort of, t- that person to go on sure. some sort of tangent, mm-hmm. and somebody else on that leadership team to think this. This is not what we need to be talking about. It's not even the question mm-hmm. that was in, and they cut in on you. And sure. seeing how they respond to that,
1: yes, mm-hmm. it's another data point. Is
0: pretty, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. To your point, another data point. Um, one of the things that uh, you and I often talk about. I'm sure you talk about it with other team members here at North Group is. When we get toward the end of an interview process, mm-hmm. you've interviewed the person, mm-hmm. I've interviewed the person. They've met other people at North mm-hmm. Group. They've met other people at the client mm-hmm. uh, client's sure. location. Mm-hmm. The client has interviewed them. Mm-hmm. Perhaps several people have interviewed mm-hmm. them. They've taken them out to lunch, uh, put them in a different type of setting, all these types of things that can be valuable. And and we all get together again, and as you've aptly described, bring all these Qualitative mm-hmm. data points to the conversation, and we're trying to focus them on how close do all these data points add up to what we originally set out to hire mm-hmm. right I feel like sometimes we and i'm going to use a harsh word sure lose mm-hmm. that North mm-hmm. group loses something in that situation, mm-hmm. and we we maybe even give in a little bit mm-hmm. to the client. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. And if so- And I'm
1: competitive, Roger. I hate to lose, but that happens sometimes. I never sometimes. knew that before, Gina. <laughs> uh,
0: when, when we talk about that, that we mm-hmm. don't quite get to where we want, what's the biggest, in your view, what's the biggest stumbling block to that?
1: I think the biggest stumbling block is when our clients are attracted and get focused in on the experiences, the where they've been. Yeah. Again, it's this person coming in, speaking the language getting tactical and all you can think about is they're going to come in and they're going to solve problem a problem b problem c and we're missing what are those four maybe five most important characteristics because we can hire very technically competent people who do not align with those characteristics and you know what happens a year later i'm getting a call back and you know hey that person unfortunately they're no longer with us yeah that's frustrating
0: that is really Mm -hmm. frustrating But it also is understandable in that we're defaulting to Mm -hmm. the tangible over the intangible. And when in life are we not (laughs) tempted
1: to do that? Mm -hmm.
0: Would you say that, uh, forgive the language here, Mm -hmm. but the higher the position is, the more responsible position we Mm -hmm. get into chief operating officer, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. president, or CEO, whatever fancy title we want to give it. Would you say that the more responsibility you have at the top of the org chart, the less important technical capability and experience in that particular industry is? Am I hearing
1: that from you? You are hearing that from me. And you are absolutely right on. You think? Your technical experts are the people, right? The boots on the ground. They're they do- You don't need to know all of that. You're the leader. You need to set the tone. You need to set the culture. You need to be the chief reminding officer. I mean, that list goes on and on. But I, yeah, I and don't people think in you-
0: that position mm-hmm. are the ones that we're looking for to close the gap on our cultural shortfalls, mm-hmm. to align us with the values and the mission that the organization has set out to accomplish, mm-hmm. and that is hard work.
1: That is very hard work. And I yeah. also think sometimes the smaller an organization, the more important it becomes. So if you have a team of five, six, and that's your entire company, you're bringing in team, num- team member number seven, that exact same principle applies. So I think there's Same two, as it does with seven mm, or
0: 700? Mm, correct. Yeah. yeah.
1: The leader of the 700 or one of seven. Yeah. Something. But thanks, Roger. There's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of hard work to figure out the character skills and experiences piece, but- when you put multi steps in place, different different uh, um, locations or settings, if you will, all of those help to get uh, have a really good process in place.
0: And with leadership, we need to remember: being comes, comes before, before doing. doing.
1: Thanks, Tina. You bet.